Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Flora. In the past, a lot of the celebrity hairstylists that launched their own salons and hair care lines were often men. That's changing these days as we're seeing more female celebrity stylists becoming founders. Mara Rozak is one of them. You've probably seen her styling work on Natalie Portman, Olivia Wilde, or Zoe Saldana on the red carpet. When she's not doing celebrity looks, she runs her hair salon, Mare. In 2021, she also launched her hair care line, Rose. On this week's episode of the podcast, we talked about how she launched the line, her silicone-free formulations, sustainability efforts, including aluminum packaging, and what she's been up to during the actor's strike. Here's the interview. Mara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here and see you. (laughs) So Mara, you work with A-list celebrities. You have your own salon. You have your own hair care line. Let's go back to the beginning. How did you get started in this career? What drew you to hair? Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, from a pretty young age got interested, you know, it was probably around 12, 13, my own hair texture totally changed after puberty. And um, at the time, you know, this is, gosh, the 90s, and everybody really had that very straight hair. That was just the trend. That was what all my friends seemed to have and what I didn't have and what I really wanted. So I was really determined, as I'm sure, you know, if you have any teenagers in your life, Um, they're quite determined when they want to accomplish something, I find. And so I was really determined to get my hair to look the way I wanted it to, um, you know, without really knowing much or having the proper tools. I didn't have like a Dyson dryer at the time, right? I sort of had my mom's blow dryer and whatever was available to me, but I was really determined, worked really hard at it and was able to get it. And then I just wouldn't go into the pool at any of the pool parties my friends and I would attend. But that really sparked my interest. I started to then do all my friends' hair. They really started to gather around, come over to my apartment that I lived in with my mom. um, And I would do their hair before bar and bat mitzvahs or any kind of birthday parties we were going to. And I think it became very clear to both my mom and some of my friends' parents that there was like a very clear talent and interest. And so when I came to her at about 16 and said, my mom being her, I'd like to attend beauty school, she actually let me. So I went into beauty school. I graduated at about 17, 18 years old and started working immediately. Um, I There was a family friend and somebody I also met in beauty school. He was working at the front desk at Chris McMillan's salon. Going back a tiny bit, the beauty school I went to, it was really to, you know, learn how to pass the state board test, which you have to, you know, pass to be a cosmetologist. This was not a fancy school. This wasn't even really the cool school that I thought I wanted to attend, but it was what was close. It was also what was affordable. But I got really lucky and I met someone in beauty school who worked at Chris McMillan Salon, which Chris is still, you know, a really popular hairdresser, incredibly talented. He's known for doing hair um, on, you know, Jennifer Aniston for Friends. He created that Rachel cut and was kind of this household name. And I couldn't believe, you know, um, when the guy I met in beauty school, his name is also Chris. He said, come meet Chris McMillan. 
um, you know, I told him about you. Um, and, you know, I think it was clear in beauty school that I also had a talent. I was one of, I think I, I definitely was the youngest person attending. Um, and I think people saw that it was a natural, um, you know, I think talent. And so he said, come in, Chris wants to meet you. And I did. And basically, you know, when you, when I graduate, he sort of said, you know, you can have an assistant position here. And I did. Um, at the same time, I got a call from a family friend who was a publicist. I didn't know what a publicist was at the time, but she said, I have a client I want to introduce you to. She'd love for you to come and blow out her hair. And her name is Sarah Michelle Geller. So I had my mom drive me because I didn't have a driver's license yet. Although I had a cosmetology license, I still didn't have a driver's license. And my mom took me to Sarah's house, dropped me off around the corner because I was too embarrassed. Um, and I went in and I did her hair with the probably the beauty school tools I was using. And she was like a big sister. She was so warm and welcoming. I felt comfortable from what I remember. And I did her hair clearly well enough for her to want to hire me back. So shortly after that, I really started traveling the world doing Sarah's hair, which still blows my mind because she at the time had very big, including Chris McMillan, hairdressers doing her hair who had far more experience, right? Um, but I think, again, she liked the way I did her hair. And I, yeah, I started traveling with her and doing her hair. And then from that point on, um, my career really took off. I, you know, had this one celebrity client, um, her publicist repped multiple other clients. So she started feeling comfortable recommending me to other clients of hers. And I was building up my, my book, my editorial book. And while assisting at Chris McMillan's salon, my first boss would actually let me go and do these jobs, which, I, you know, now do with my assistants today if they come to me and say, I have this great opportunity. I'm like, of course, you've got to go take it. I mean, this is ultimately what you want to do. So I'm grateful that I had a supportive boss as an assistant who would let me leave and do these jobs um, and come back and, and hold my place, which is really, really awesome. But that's really how it started. And I went on to work with Emma Stone. We met each other. I was in my early 20s. She was about maybe 17. Um, Emma Stone, Zoe Saldana, Mila Kunis, um, you know, Kate Mara. We really came up in this world together, many of which are still um, great friends of mine and incredible collaborators. And you grew up with parents in the entertainment industry, right? So did you always know you wanted to work with celebrities and around entertainment? No, actually. So my mom, we didn't have much of a connection to entertainment. Um, my parents met in New York City. I was born in New York. Um, and we moved to LA when I was about a year old because my dad was engineering a an album for a musician. And I can't remember if at the time it was for the Pet Shop Boys or he worked with Tito Jackson. I remember going to like the Jackson family home when I was really young, but he was in music. My mom actually was a sculptor and she never made art to sell, but she, um, so she was, she was making art at the time. 
And then we moved to LA and she was, um, always had creative projects and was sort of a entrepreneur, but really an artist first. And so, yeah, not really many ties to entertainment. I had no real, like no concept of what LA was and that really we were in the hub of Hollywood. Um, I went to, you know, a local public school and not many of my friends, I mean, maybe they would be like Hollywood adjacent, but no one was like directly, you know, related to or involved with celebrity or, or Hollywood, I would say. You also grew up in Laurel Canyon, right? Yes. So how would you describe your aesthetic and how did that kind of creative atmosphere impact the way you approach hair and your creative process? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think it was a really good friend of mine who's a makeup artist once was really able to, I just, my it blew my mind because I had never realized what a connection. I mean, I mentioned my mom was a sculptor how similar my approach to hair was to how she described her approach to sculpting. She would get a piece of stone. She sculpted marble, actually, stone, and would sort of see this image come through. Um, and it it was very free form, had a lot of flow. And I really feel like with hair, it's very similar to sculpting and creating shape and it's very free form. I'm able to really get into a flow when I'm doing hair. Um, and, you know, whereas makeup artists, it's very similar to paint, watercolor. Um, it's so it's, it's incredible how much similarity there is. So when did you open the salon? What was the process for that? Yes. Um, I opened the salon. I have two partners in the salon and we've been there almost eight years. It's called Mare. It's a really beautiful space that I love. It's like family. We have incredible stylists and colorists, about 22 or 24 of them that work there. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. Opening my own salon was not something I really um, aspired to do creating product, which I know we'll get to really was what I like wanted to transition into, but opening a salon, it, it felt like a very natural progression. I had been working in salons. So, um, it's somewhat rare for a stylist who's working freelance sort of in with celebrities in Hollywood traveling, um, that they actually also work in a salon. It's, quite challenging to maintain both because you sort of have to be everywhere and everywhere for freelancing, um, hairstyling for red carpets, etc. You kind of have to, you know, it's hard to have a, a real home base and be consistent with a salon uh, type of environment and clientele who want to book an appointment with you and make sure you show up to cut their hair every, you know, three months. But it was really important to me to have both. I felt like I didn't want to just do the traveling the world and, and doing red carpets. I really loved seeing my clients who, you know, it wasn't their job to get their hair and makeup done for an event, right? These are people who are waiting to come in and see me and get their hair cut. And it's just a different type of exchange. Also, the knowledge, you know, I've learned so much about what you know, people are looking for with their hair. 
um, in the salon. You know, these are people who are, are doing it themselves. And um, so it's, it's very different. And I just love, love doing both very much so. Um, and so the salon's been there eight years and it's just been such a gift. And then at what point in your career did you start thinking of launching your own hair care line? Yes. So I, it's funny, a, a client of mine actually in the salon, you know, many of my clients I've seen, I've known for, you know, 18 years um, because I transitioned from being an assistant quite early on. I was really only assisting for about a year at Chris McMillan Salon before Chris said, you know, you should have your own station and start seeing your own clients. And so I did. So many of the clients have stuck with me all this time, which is quite funny. Um, And one of them, who's probably seen me for 15 years, said, um, I remember you talking to me about your hairline. Rose is what she said, but I didn't have a name at the time. It was just very clear that that was something I've wanted to do. You know, she remembered that it was something I've really wanted to do for a very, very long time um, because I really saw a need. Who were your role models in your career growing up or working in your career when you were thinking of launching your own hair care line? Because I think about the names of the brands on the shelves of the celebrity hairstylists that eventually go on and get their own lines. And so I'm really interested as a woman in the industry, like, what were you looking up to? Because I always think about the fact that it's a lot of men on the shelves, right? When you think about the brands of the celebrity hairstylists that are in the stores, it's a lot of male names. So who are you looking up to? Who are you trying to emulate? Absolutely. I think you're so spot on with that. Um, You know, it really was, especially at the time when I started, you know, 20 years ago, it was very male dominated. Um, I was one of very few women who were, you know, at that level working. And so you're right. There weren't very many, especially at the time. Now there are more women doing this job. Um, So many talented hairstylists. But in terms of ones that have created product lines, I mean, I've known Jen Atkins since also the beginning of of her hairstyling career as well. It's incredible what she's done. Um, But yeah, I mean, really, I can't name many. Um, But I've always been inspired by Orbe and what he's done. I think it's incredible to... um, see how he's really uh, created products that are very easy to use, um, but that are really professional level that stylists have really gotten, you know, on board with, right? I have a couple in my kit that I use, and I think it's an amazing um, inspiration for me, for sure, with Rose. And what was the launching process like? When did you start really getting it off the ground? I launched the first product. So going back a tiny bit, I, you know, it became clear to me what I wanted to create over time. And again, I think it was really inspired by the clients I would see in the salon and understanding, you know, what they were asking for and what they were looking for and what was really still um, confusing to them, right? They had access to me and my chair 
And they would leave my chair with this like prescription of products because inevitably they'd, you know, a client will sit down and say, here's what I'm struggling with, or my hair is X, Y, and Z. You know, one thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about, which I think is, you know, it was, it was also something I was really committed to when I created my own line. You know, I think the way women have been spoken to in beauty is just unfortunate, right? I do think it's changing, but I think it's no surprise that we have a hard time, that my clients have a hard time, you know, saying, you know what, I I actually love my hair, but I could use a trimmer. I could use a little bit of help with it. It's, you know, we haven't been spoken to in a very positive way. And I've, you know, promised to absolutely never have, um, you know, I'm never going to tell people, women, that their hair is not enough. In fact, the opposite, right? I'm creating products that are going to help them, um, that will, you know, really show off how beautiful their their natural hair really is. Yes, you need the tools and the the products to really allow it to shine and thrive. Um, but the products are there to support, not to be the show, right? The show is your natural beauty. And so, you know, going back to, to sort of the beginning, I was really able to, to figure out what clients needed and where I could really fill in. And that was really important to me. I also, when I got pregnant in 2019, I just had a very natural desire to change up my kind of skincare routine and hair, explore what I could find in clean beauty. It was very easy for me to find beautiful, clean products for my skin. I would use Vintner's Daughter and just I, I, you know, felt very supported and nurtured with my skincare. When it came to hair care, I obviously, I know what I'm looking for and I'm going to be quite particular and discerning as stylists are, right? We're the experts. We really know what we need and what we're looking for. Um, But I was shocked to find that it was, I couldn't find anything that worked on my hair, like truly anything. Um, yes, I have textured hair. It can be quite frizzy. I have a lot of it. And I thought, gosh, if nothing's working for me, like I know that people are struggling at home, you know, and I know how to zhuzh it up and make it work even if something's not working. But products are huge. They, you know, products are so important. It's really, you know, kind of make or break. And I just, it was really a struggle for me to find. So I thought, okay, this is really an area in which, I, I want to help. Um, I want to create products that are easy to use, that people know how to use, that are curated and edited, right? Because I'm sent everything under the sun. I see all of these products that make these big claims or have these frilly, fluffy, you know, marketing terms. And I know exactly what I need and what I need those products to do. And oftentimes they don't quite do them. And I think hairstylists are really able to, you know, cut through all of that and really get to the the truth of the product. And is this product going to be high performing? So I really wanted to create clean, high performing products that were curated, edited, really only creating products that you need from the beginning to the end to create any style. And I know exactly 
what products those are, right? Because I've used them for 20 years, except they haven't been, you know, I'm, I'm improving the formulations and packaging and making them clean. Yeah. Tell me about ingredients. What ingredients do you focus on and which are the ones that you want to leave out of your products? Yeah. So we have a really extensive list that's like, gosh, over 2,000 ingredients when we go to our labs to determine whether they're the right fit for us. We go, okay, we need to make sure that the sourcing, that the ingredient suppliers understand that this is what we're looking for and this is our essentially our no-no list. And can you create these products that we're looking to create without them? And it's a very lengthy process. Um, We also created our own Botana Complex. So we try to use a lot of, we're very nature inspired. It goes back to my Laurel Canyon roots. Um, And so we try to bring in active botanicals um, and we'll use like kukui nut oil, for instance, is, is in our treatment oil. Our proprietary complex that we create is Botana Complex. And so, you know, these products really work to nourish, nurture, hydrate, penetrate, you know, deeply into the hair. Um, And they just, they really, really work. To me, it's the most important, the most important of everything that these products are highly effective and versatile. That's another thing that's really important to me. I have never approached the, my product recommendations, my product formulations, um, you know, through the lens of different hair textures, right? There's a lot of versatility. When you have products that work, there's a ton of versatility in terms of hair textures that they work for. So for instance, our foundation shampoo and conditioner and we can dive deeper into the, you know, the products that we have if you're interested. But yes, the foundation, shampoo, and conditioner, for instance, you know, we're all looking for the same thing out of a shampoo and conditioner. We want our hair to be cleansed, right? We want it to remove the buildup. We want to have a fresh foundation, but we don't want it to strip our hair. And we we want a smooth, soft, you know, a scalp that's not, you know, feeling dry or itchy, right? So we need that in a shampoo and we don't want it to wear our hair down. And then same with conditioner. We want it to be hydrating and detangling and smoothing and actually, you know, um, working to nourish and hydrate and repair our hair. Um, and so that's, that's across the board. And if you're creating products that really work, they really can work across different textures to get to the end result that we're all looking for. So that's, you know, a huge priority for me. I bring my lab samples to set with me and I test them on my clients. You know, when I was formulating the styling oil, I I was working with Emma Stone a ton at the time and I know her hair obviously incredibly well and I want to use the styling oil, but I don't want it to weigh her hair down. And so I really decided on the styling oil that I have kind of based on this trial process on my client's hair. Same with our future SKUs that we have. Um, I mean, I created Michelle Yeoh's Oscar look this last year when she won with my Rose Lab samples, right? So I'm really putting them to the test on these different hair types and textures and they perform incredible. And so, 
you know, we're proving with Rose that you don't have to sacrifice performance for, you know, clean ingredients, right? You can have both. You really, really can. Yeah, let's talk about how you've been using them with celebrity clients because that is a really interesting point because clean hair care has been coming a long way with performance, right? So if you're working on the Oscars red carpet, that stuff has to perform. How open are the celebrity clients to clean beauties? You tell them it's clean. Is anyone ever worried? What What are you seeing when, in terms of openness toward clean and performance? Yeah, I would say, you know, I'm in the room, so they're trusting me, right? I think um, my clients often ask, what is that? What's that smell? You know, Rose has this incredible scent. A lot of reviews on our site also are, you know, comment on the scent. It's it's just such a beautiful scent and created, inspired by Big Sur in nature, um, very green and lush. And so, you know, they'll say, what's that scent? What are you using on me? And now, of course, I get to say it's rose. That's awesome. And I leave them with it. And so they're all very familiar now and love the products themselves. Um, so yeah, they've, they've been incredible supporters and are also really thrilled, right. To have this, this alternative, this product that's beautiful and luxurious, and that's actually, you know, good for you to use. And they love the packaging that it's not, you know, a ton of single use plastic. We use aluminum bottles and we now make refill pouches for our shampoos and conditioners, you know, beautiful glass bottles for our oils it's something you want to have out on your countertop, you know. Um, I just, yeah, I think they're they're all just responding so so well to them, and and love that it's a brand that I am, you know, working so hard to create, right? Yeah, and tell us about your product lineup so far. I feel like I'm getting a lot of emails about new products you're coming out with. So where are you at? What what's on the roster? Yes. So we have the two oils that we've had, right? It's really been kind of slow and steady. We have the luxury of being able to do that. We're still small, but we're growing really thoughtfully and intentionally. And, you know, as I've said on, you know, with you, I am really mindful about, you know, it's, it's very curated. It's very edited. I work on the formulations for a very, very long time to make sure that they're, you know, actually doing what they say. I have no desire to put a product into the world that doesn't perform at the highest possible, you know, level, right? Um, so it's a lengthy process to formulate, you know, one product. But we started with the two oils and had really great success there. We, you know, they're award-winning at this point. It's amazing. And then we launched just earlier this year our foundation shampoo and conditioner I worked for over two years to formulate the shampoo and conditioner, which is unbelievable. But again, it was so hard for me to find even, you know, a product that I could compare it to. And so the lab really had to work with me kind of from scratch on this formulation. Um, it's just incredible. And we've had such amazing responses. We've also won some awards there. And we just launched our milk hair serum we are, you know, we sold out in the first week on Goop. I mean, just incredible. Um, 
I thought that was a product that was going to require a little bit more education. Why do I need, you know, a, a milk hair serum? What is it doing? But there was clearly such a need and desire for it. And, you know, of course, as a stylist, a huge part of my, you know, um, my perspective, right, is being able to educate my, you know, customers who are finding us on how to use these products, why they need them. And so clearly it's it's resonating. People really, really loved it. And then we have um, a few more exciting things coming this year, but the new product launches more headed in the styling direction for next year. So that there's, um, I really want to create, again, create products that will help with the routine from, you know, A to Z. I'm looking for a voluminous, you know, blowout or a textured, you know, effortless texture. We're going to have those products that really allow you to do that in kind of a simple, very effective way. Yeah, it's so interesting because there's been such an explosion of interest in hair oils in recent years in the U.S. What about serum? Tell us about the serum. What is the concept? Is this kind of an extension of the skinification of hair that we have been hearing about? Yeah, it's, it, it's such a great point. So, you know, oils are amazing. Our hair is porous. Oils really work deeply, right? They're, they go into the hair to deeply, deeply hydrate. Same with our skin, right? They really penetrate. So oils are amazing. Um, stylists kind of universally, all the stylists I know have always really used styling oils before a blowout, right? To smooth and defrizz and protect. It's kind of the only product. It's why I launched with our styling oil, it's like the only product I'll use sometimes as a prep to get a smooth look. Um, and again, hairstylists in the salon know and love and use styling oils. I would say, um, you know, I wasn't sure. It was, again, how um, people were going to respond, how customers, consumers were going to respond to hair oils, styling oils. Do I need it? Is it going to be too heavy? Ours is incredibly lightweight and can be layered with other products, right? But it's interesting, and I think it's really, really catching on. People now know so much more about hair oils and why they need them and the purpose they serve, and they're incredible and, and should be versatile, right? So we have our styling oil and our treatment oil. The treatment oil is for deep nourishment repair, post-color, before a swim. It's amazing for the summer because it will protect your hair and hydrate and, you know, just, yeah, really preserve the like integrity and shine and health of your hair. And then with the milk hair serum, you know, by nature, oils are heavier, right? Um, although the styling oil is very, very lightweight, the milk serum is the lightest weight product I think I've ever even used, especially for the consistency. So it's an incredible detangler, smoother, hydrator. Um, this is the product I use straight out of the shower and we'll comb it through, right? You also don't have to comb through. You can just towel dry and apply it and let your hair air dry. I mix it in with our Santa Lucia styling oil because I have quite frizzy hair that can use a little bit more hydration and smoothing. Um, they can absolutely be paired together for most hair types and textures. The Milk Hair Serum is lightweight 
stylist. So the stylist community, um, I of course gave the product to, you know, a few stylists in my salon before it came out. I gave them lab samples to kind of get feedback and just hear from them what they loved about it. And, you know, if they felt like there was any room for improvement, um, and a few other kind of, uh, freelance stylists in my community, they have all gone totally nuts for it. They love it. It's, in the salon, an incredible product to put in clients' hair before you go to cut it because you want it to be able to, you know, be combable and but not change the texture or consistency of the hair. And it's just such a beautiful product for that. Again, super lightweight. You can blow dry with it. You can also use it as a finisher post blow dry to, you know, smooth and tame any flyaways. Um, and yeah, the stylists have just been absolutely loving it. And now we're, we're seeing such amazing like sell through with it and just such a great response. So it's really fun. And what has the process been like for developing sustainable packaging? I remember you mentioned in the salon once that you have a vision of in-salon refills. Where are you at with that? Yeah, good memory. I would love to be able to do that. I would also love to partner with one of our retailers on, you know, a, you know, beautiful refill station. I think, again, kind of, um, I don't feel like I've seen that done in a way that feels, um, you know, I would say luxurious, right? Um, But having a refill station would be absolutely fantastic. Like I said, we make these refill pouches that are two full refills of our shampoo and conditioner. I'd love to continue to do that until we can really work to figure out a um, a very easy kind of refill station that's more accessible for you know our retailers or even at my salon. Um, so we're definitely discussing that and. The sustainable packaging, so again, we use aluminum, you know, there's some amazing statistics on aluminum and how um, its recyclability is just, you know, far exceeds the plastic use, right? And I mean, I think it's like 30% at least of aluminum bottles that have ever been produced are still um, being used today. So they're recycled time and time again, and it's amazing. Um, and as for, you know, we partnered with this incredible company called Books. They're here in California at a Petaluma. I met them before I launched Rose and I thought, oh my gosh, I really want to find a way to partner with them for our launch for our shipper boxes. And we still work with them today. They are reusable shipper boxes. So it's really eliminating any single use cardboard. I'm sent so many products constantly and constantly breaking down these cardboard boxes and throwing them in my trash and just feel like, oh, what a waste, right? These books boxes are, I really feel the new way. They are totally reusable. So when we send a a product from our site to someone who's purchasing it, they open the box, they get their product, and then they're able to fold their box flat and send it back. And we reuse the box dozens of times for our other orders. So it's just, there are some really, really great ways to be sustainable. And um, we really try to not use any single-use plastic, reusable pumps, etc. And there's always room for growth. And so we're always looking into 
ways we can be more conscious. And I really feel like the responsibility is on us as the brand to do what's right so that it makes it easier for anybody at home who's just looking for beautiful products, right? And tell us about your retail strategy. So you sell through the salon and D2C. You're also at Goop. You launched at Credo. Are you focusing on clean beauty for retail partners or what's your vision for what kind of retailers you see yourself in? Yes, we have been able, again, we've had the luxury of being able to be strategic and really mindful and sort of take our time. I mean, we are, we're just two years old, but we've built some really incredible relationships with retail partners. Um, Goop, we're going into Credo in 2024. Um, Shop Up, Shen, uh, Moda Operandi, Onda Beauty, these, you know, beautiful retailers. And they are just, you know, continuing to sort of credential rows, right? Many of these retailers are focused on clean beauty and we are a clean beauty brand. So yeah, it's they've been really great, great partners and we're continuing to distribute also into salons because that's my community. And it's a huge priority of mine to be a brand that is, you know, really as focused on professionals because these products are really professional level, right? I mean, Obviously, I have 20 years experience. Um, you know, when hairstylists say these products are amazing, I know what that means. Uh, we've talked about, you know, the expertise of these pros and how they're really able to, to cut through and really get to the core, um, you know, the, the, the truth of the product and if it really, really works and stands the, the test. And, you know, the pros getting behind rows is a huge priority for me. So we're also going into uh, luxury hair salons and, uh, yeah, as we grow into our retailer partnerships as well. So let's talk about what's coming up next. First of all, what are you focusing on right now? Obviously, red carpets are all shut down with the strike going on. Are you spending more time in the salon with clients? Are you focusing mostly on the hair care brand? What's your main focus right now? Yes, I really, you know, I was pretty much doing two full-time jobs, right? Doing my clients and traveling the world with them. Um, I would say I've already pared that down a bit, right? Rose has been my focus for the last, you know, since we've launched um, and really started the process. So I, Rose is definitely a huge priority and what I'm mainly focused on with the strike, I absolutely have more time to dedicate. So I've been able to do both and they really support one another, which is great. I also have an amazing team who is able to, you know, they're incredible support. And um, But it's nice to be able to focus on Rose right now in this time. I feel really, really lucky for that. Um, but I can't wait to get to do the red carpets and, and fun stuff again. Um, you know, the clients that I still work with, I would say, are, you know, some of my, uh, again, dear friends and incredible collaborators. And um, 
I really just, you know, work with a lot of the same women over and over again and who are incredible supporters of the brand as well. So I will miss them in this time. Um, but I look forward to being able to really, really focus on on Rose and the salon, some of my salon clients. So I definitely will um, go in there a little bit more during this time as well. And then what about the product lineup? You mentioned styling. Are we... I'm not sure how much you can say, but are we going to see a hairspray? You mentioned blowout styling. What are we looking at? Yes. So without getting too deep into specifics, they will definitely be products that are going to help create looks, right? Some of the looks that I know, um, you know, people are looking to create every day. So we'll have more routines and available products to help really round out these styling, you know, the styling essentials to create any look you want. Okay, we will keep an eye out for what's next with that. But thank you so much for being here. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy talking to you. Thanks for tuning into the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. See you next week.